It's 2019 already. How in the hell? Please don't worry. You're safe with me. This is Psych 401, and I'm Gabriela Losada. I'm here to talk to you about psychology and mental health and things of that sort. currently working on an episode about PTSD, but because that subject matter is so heavy, I thought I would come in with a shorter and more timely episode that's quite a bit more lighthearted. I was really sick on New Year's Eve, so I didn't end up going out with friends, but it did give me some time to reflect on what I want to do for this coming year and what I would like to stop doing for this year. And I was actually reflecting on my resolutions from last year and checked in with myself and saw how much that I've actually accomplished, which was a really nice feeling. There were obviously things on my long list that I didn't end up doing or didn't really fully succeed at, but I feel pretty good about where I currently am. I had some tips and tricks of ways to keep your resolutions from different psychologists and different studies that have been done that might help you keep going to the gym after February 1st. I also thought I would say that if you didn't meet your goals for last year or if you had a really bad year and didn't accomplish anything, that's okay. I spent most of my year trying to get my mental health in check, which is obviously an ongoing process, but... I have made quite a bit of progress, but I know that not everyone is able to do that. And I know that mental illness is a big thing that prevents people from being able to do daily tasks, much less meet these huge goals. You also don't need to set any resolutions. The old you is just fine. The whole new year, new me is a very societal construct with a lot of pressure put on it. People also tend to highlight all of the good things that happen to them during the year on social media and just remember that there were probably a lot of bad things in there that they're just not willing to share. So give yourself permission to grow at your own rate. Give yourself permission to be okay with not having the perfect year and growth is not a competition. So about 80% of people fail to stick to their New Year's resolutions for longer than six weeks. And that sounds like a pretty grim number, but if you think about it, it's probably pretty accurate for you as well. Because we've formed these habits over time, whether they're bad or good, they are kind of etched into our neural pathways. And the good news about that is that you can form new habits over time. And it might take a while because habits can take on average about 66 days to kind of work themselves into your routine. And it becomes kind of second nature after that. It does vary though. So it can take as little as 18 days or as long as 254 days to pick up a new routine. The most important factor in predicting success was self-efficacy, and this quote is by Psychology Today, and if you don't know, self-efficacy is the belief in one's ability to get the job done. 
and the APA says that focusing on just one behavior at a time is more likely to lead to long-term success. So there are some things to keep in mind. Do something that you want for yourself. It's not going to work if you're doing it for other people's approval or if you're doing it for society's approval because your worth is not defined by your weight or your productivity. And letting go of impossible societal standards is a very long process of unpacking all of the learned things that are ingrained in us. But you are really unlikely to meet your goal if you're doing it for outside approval. Resolution should be SMART, which is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So for specific, if you want to save money, your resolution shouldn't be, I want to save more money. It should be, I want to save X amount of money by this time of year in order to do this. So I will stop eating out and save X amount of money per month to meet this goal. As specific as you can get, the better, because it helps you break it down into smaller chunks so that you can meet those goals. And even if it's by a weekly or monthly basis that you have these little goal markers to reach, it'll help you reach the bigger picture. Measurable, logging progress in a journal or making notes on your phone or in an app that is supposed to help you track behaviors can reinforce the progress. Achievable, don't set impossible goals, be realistic. If you wanna read more this year, set a goal to read five books instead of 20. Not that 20 is impossible, but for people who are busier, it can be really difficult. Relevant, again, make sure that your goal matters to you and that you're doing it for the right reasons. And time bound, have a realistic timeline. Second, write it down. Write out your game plan with action items that you can cross off weekly or monthly. Again, this is the baby steps portion of it. Um, Write reminders or mini deadlines in your planner if you are a planner person or in your Google calendar if that's your thing. And then think about and write down the obstacles that might come while you're trying to meet this goal and how you're going to combat that. Creating mood boards or some sort of visual that you can look at to remind yourself of what your goal is, is helpful for some people. Um, If you're saving money to travel, then maybe put a picture of whatever city you're wanting to go to somewhere where you're able to see it every day. And then have someone to hold you accountable. Offer to hold them accountable for their goals and then have a monthly check-in of sorts. Um, My friends and I last year, we all sat down for dinner together a couple of days into the new year and kind of talked about our goals and what we wanted for ourselves and then also what we wanted to leave behind. And I think that ritual was just really nice in and of itself, having time with friends and just really talking about what we want for ourselves and what we want for each other. But it also helps us hold each other accountable. And we are going to be doing the same thing this year in a couple of days. So I'm really excited about that. Another way to help you reach your goals is stimulus control. So avoid or limit certain things where you know the temptation will be present. So if you're trying to do something like drink less and your friend wants to meet up at a bar, maybe suggest going to a movie instead. In my research, I saw that if you break down a habit into three parts, a cue, a routine, and a reward, it's a way to see what causes the behavior, what the behavior itself is that you're trying to stop, 
and then how it makes you feel or what you get out of it, and then a way to change the behavior. So it's a good thing to ask yourself every time you engage in this behavior, what caused you to start it, and then what can be done to combat that. If you're wanting to be more productive this year, and it should be more specific than that, but the Pomodoro method is a method for productivity, and it's essentially taking 25 minutes to do a task, and this is setting a timer, so you have that specific time frame, taking a five-minute break, and then going back to the task, and it's back and forth. The, The breaks can increase as you're working on this and as you're being more productive, Um, But it just kind of helps you hyper-focus on whatever it is you need to do, and it helps eliminate other distractions. I've been using this method lately, and it's been really helpful for me just because I procrastinate a lot. It helps me get started, and then it helps me stay on task. Forest is an app. It's $2, and Flora is very similar from what I understand, and it's free, but you have to have Facebook to use it. But it's an app for focusing. As you start the app, a tree starts to grow and there's a little animation for it. And anytime you go to check your phone, the tree dies. So I believe that one of the apps actually plants a tree, which is pretty cool. And then I have also been utilizing the focus mode. It's a it's an extension on the Chrome internet browser. It lets you block certain websites just in case you're going to it by habit, and it helps you eliminate those distractions online if you're writing a paper or if you're doing something that's computer-based. As far as goal tracking, I have been doing a written habit tracker in my planner. The Apple Watch has the close the ring feature, which I don't have an Apple Watch, but I always thought it was an interesting concept where the more of something you do in a day, it it starts to close an actual ring on the watch. And so my habit tracker is kind of set up like that. And every day, if I've completed a task, I fill in a little part of the circle. And it's really satisfying to see the progress that I've made on certain things I'm trying to implement. There's also somebody who I've been following pretty closely for a while, but she has a goal tracking template in Google Spreadsheets. And it's really helpful for breaking down your goals and is kind of like a habit tracker as well. And I can link that in the show notes if you want to look at it. She has the template for it so you can move it over to a version that you can edit and you can customize it however you want. If you're wanting to use social media less, there's also a new feature on the iPhone where it tracks your time and you can set up limits, which I've found really helpful. Um, And then I'm sure there are other apps that'll help track that and stop you from going on to certain social media sites or whatever it is that you're spending your time on on your phone that you want to do less of. And then something I've been utilizing for a while is Wonderlist. I initially started using it for a job that I had, but it's helped me a lot for to-do lists in my day-to-day life. So if you're wanting to stop eating out, for example, you can add things like meal planning and grocery shopping and make dinner on your to-do list so you're more focused on the opposite of the habit that you're trying to break. Remember your why, and this is really important because if you are working towards something and you're mindlessly doing it every day and you're not thinking of the reason behind setting that goal constantly, it's not going to motivate you. So remind yourself daily, set something as the background of your phone to remind you, write it on your mirror, do whatever it is that you have to do to achieve the internal reward or that trip you want to take, etc., 
set a plan for when you're slacking and start over. Recommit after you notice you failed. I do set resolutions, but January 1st is an arbitrary date and is only the start of the new year in certain cultures. So if you slip up, you can start over anytime. It doesn't have to be the first of the year. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. It can be a Thursday afternoon. Just check in with yourself and reevaluate what you need to do and start over whenever you can. I try and do weekly check-ins with myself to see what I've accomplished or what I need to put more energy into achieving. Um, And I do this a lot in my planner. I write little notes and um, kind of benchmarks to see how far I am or how much further I need to go. Replacing an old behavior with a new one can also be really helpful in eliminating negative behavior. So if you're wanting to drink less alcohol, start drinking tea when you get home instead of grabbing a beer. And then this can help etch that new habit into the neural pathway like I was mentioning before. This was a really quick episode, but my New Year's resolution was to put out more episodes of this. So I am trying to do at least one episode a month. School is starting back up next week, so it's going to get a little more hectic. Um, But I did not use my winter break time very wisely. So I wanted to get something out there for the month of January and hopefully the next episode won't be too far off. That one is a pretty heavy work in progress. A lot of the things I mentioned will be in the show notes. A huge, huge thank you to my good friend Alexa Smaller for letting me use her beautiful music for the episode. You can find her new album Low Moon over on Spotify and I'll link all of that in the show notes. Also, thank you to Jacob Arcienega for helping me master this episode and for helping me place the music because I still have no idea what I'm doing. And thank you to Ian Wortham for the cover art and you can find his stuff on Instagram over at Transparently.